The Addisons. Well, let me say this as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Aaron Addison's. On American Family Radio, welcome to your Friday. You made it. So made it. congratulations. Right. Um, it looks good on you. <laughs> you know, it's the thing about a Friday. Everybody can wear it. Some things, you know, but Friday, everybody can pretty much, I think, comfortably wear a Friday. Yeah, so you got much. it. You're, you're wearing it. It looks good on you. We're excited that you have allowed us to be a part of your Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, we This is our gumbo show, so everything kind of goes into the pot. We're going to start off this first segment here. Uh, we're going to talk about Patriot Academy and and also we're going to talk about Patriot Academy, mm-hmm. but we're also going to talk a little bit homeschooling because our brother who joins us to talk about Patriot Academy, Rick Green, is also a homeschooling dad or 18 years. I don't know if you're still currently homeschooling, but you did homeschool. So I want to talk a little bit about that because we're a homeschooling family as we well. Are. And we had to have a reset conversation just this morning. <laughs> <laughs> with our kids, yes. we have six of them, um, and anyway, the big three of them are actively homeschooled. Yeah, the bottom three are passively home. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, so <laughs> so we'll have a conversation about that, and then um, and then after that, we'll open the phone lines up um, and do Friday wrap up with our listeners. But before we do that, let me do a proper introduction for our brother. Rick Green is the founder and president of Patriot Academy. And we're going to spend a lot of time talking about that. I mean, I don't know. You might say um, that there have been times in the history of this country where what you're doing is needed um, more than now. Um, but I might challenge you on that. Yeah. I don't know that <laughs> we have ever had a time where it is so important for our kids to be pop- properly educated and yeah. equipped and emboldened to stand on the truth of who we are as yeah. a nation, um, how our country was founded, um, for them to be bold and unapologetic. I, I, I don't know. I just think that this is the moment that we're in. Mm-hmm. I agree. So we're gonna, okay, so <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's spend some time talking about that. Um, Rick Green is in studio, and uh, he is a former Texas State representative, national speaker, author, and radio host, which means... We can have a lot of fun because <laughs> we all just do this, right? Rick and his family travel the nation speaking on America's forgotten history and heroes with an emphasis on our moral, religious, and constitutional heritage. Rick and David Barton co-host the national daily radio program, Wall Builders Live. I feel like that's how you say it because it has an exclamation <laughs> point right. at the end of it. Um, look, I, I could keep going on. Um, people are going to have to go check out your website, which is what I was doing actually just before we, we came to air here which is dangerous because they have a store, Will. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. They have a store. And so naturally, man, everything I saw, I was like, whoa, hold up. That <laughs> We don't have that. Um, anyways, uh, Rick, thank you so much for joining us. How are you? Oh, it's my pleasure, and I'm so glad you want to talk about homeschooling, too, because I brought the real expert. My wife, Kara, is in here with us. And oh. so we can really get the the uh, real experience. You know, the, us dads, we're like the goalie. I mean, we're we're great at just you know getting keeping them on the, on the field for you moms oh, that uh, yes. are the real heroes of homeschooling. But real yeah, we MVPs. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. That's right. But oh, we're man. big. We're big fans of homeschooling. We've seen phenomenal things in our own kids, but also just the culture. I mean, I'm convinced homeschool yeah. kids are going to be the ones that God uses to yeah. as the remnant to bring us back. 
Mm. Look, I don't want to make engineers sweat, but if I say something like mic her up, who scrambles? Well, she has a mic on. <laughs> is, it, we, is it? Are we? They I, did. They mic'd me up. Yeah, I'm here. Look. Okay, listen. Let's talk about this just for a moment. I am, I am really excited about this, right? Because the Lord is doing something incredible in families. And I think if there's ever been a time where we can understand the important role that we play as families, even creating sort of like these, I've, uh, I think Rod Dreher in his most recent book said that Christian families become sort of like these resistant, resistant yes. cells, <laughs> right? Yes. Where, where you are equipping your kids, your families to stand against the decline of the culture. And so you guys have done this because you have older children. You have two grandchildren. I think if That's I read right. that correctly, That's is that right. updated? I want to know how more? we haven't connected before you are speaking our <laughs> language. I mean, even to mention, you, you didn't even say the title of the book, but to mention Live Not By Lies and Ron Drake. Yeah. My wife is the one that got me to read that just like a month and a half ago. She's like, oh, you've wow. got to read this book. Uh, anyway, y'all, y'all just are clearly our people. So anyway, <laughs> keep going. Everything you're saying is great. I'm just going to sit back and listen. This is so good. No, 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 no. no. I'm supposed to be sitting back and listening. So so let's just, let's just get into talking a little bit about it. Before we spend the bulk of our time talking about Patriot Academy, because that is so important, let us spend some time talking about the role of the family and maybe even kind of shining a flashlight on how we've gotten to this point. Um, because when you think about it, really, you guys started Patriot Academy because we need supplements <laughs> because there's a deficit. Right. And so how did we get here? And just wherever you guys want to start and talking about that, you can begin. Well, you know, even when we were serving uh, in, in politics and I was a state rep in Texas, we knew and we often said, you know, look, what's happening at the state house or the White House is not as important as what's happening in your house. We always believe that we we experienced that ourselves. We knew that even though we were in the middle of the fight at the Capitol dealing with all these big issues, when at home, what was happening with our kids was even more important than that, because that's the real legacy. And that's where you can make the most difference. And we would watch people go into ministry or or politics or whatever, and they get so caught up in the mission that their own kids are left, you know, mm. to, to go off Come the rails because on. they weren't doing the most important part. Right. And so that for us was a big deal. It was like, yeah. we want to do whatever it takes to not end up there. And um, so that kind of carried over into wanting to be involved in homeschool movements and homeschool uh, conventions and that sort of thing. So I, I absolutely agree with everything you just said. I mean, the family is where it's at. That's where we failed. It's because government tried to take over the role of being the family mm-hmm. is why we see so much pain in America today. Um, and because we decided that we were more interested in our careers or mm. our luxuries or conveniences mm. instead of the family, that's right. that's mm. why we're in the mess we're in. And so the solution is to go back to that God-created institution and that nuclear family. And if we get government right in the family, if we can if we can do that part right, then we're going to see our communities do better in our states and in our country. Amen. You know, listen, this conversation can be um, one of those conversations that, um, I don't know, almost kind of feels like um, you are accusing people, right? So mm-hmm. when, when people hear this conversation, and we know this, when it, whenever you start to talk about doing something different from right. what we've done, you know, um, for decades here, yeah, um, it can challenge people in a way that almost is sort of like they're angry about it. And so what I want to do, and, and Kara, Rick, whoever wants to take this, what I want to do is sort of like um, put all of our weapons on the table and say, listen, I come in peace, right? <laughs> Let's just have a real conversation about this. This is not to accuse anybody of not loving their kids, not caring about their kids. Because I think when you start talking about homeschooling, that's what some parents hear. I right. know that we were not 
um, I would say we were not designed or we were not uh, bent toward homeschooling. We thought, no, no we're going to be missional. Our kids are going to be in school because they're going to win the loss. And so, you and know, we were campus missionaries. I mean, that's just the way that we thought we were going to yes. have them in school. They're going to win their school. But when we had kids, it became a different story. Yeah. Yeah. We saw the culture yeah. and we saw the system yeah. working against what we were trying to do at home. Right. And so we thought, well, hold on a second. Rather than just trying to pull out what has been, you know, placed in our kids at the end of like a seven, eight hour day, we need to be just writing from the beginning. Right. We, we need to be putting this information there, not just always erasing. So can we speak to that a little bit and talk about the importance of us writing on the tablets of our kids' hearts. Well, first of all, your discernment is incredible. Uh, that is such wisdom to start off by saying to those who are listening who may not homeschool. And, and immediately when we start talking about how much we love it and how parents would love it if they would do it, there is a sense of, of well, then you're against me. You're saying yeah. I'm a bad parent. Yeah. And, right. and you're so right to start off there because we used to always say when we would go speak, we'd say, look, it's not for everybody. This doesn't work mm -hmm. for everybody out there. And we're not part of that homeschool crowd that says if you're not homeschooling, you don't love your kids. Right. Some on. people are blessed right. to be in situations with good private schools. In rare cases, good public schools. But mm -hmm. there, there are a lot of good private schools out there too. So it is not for everybody. We are biased, obviously, because we've seen the benefits. You know, we've yeah. enjoyed yeah. getting to take our kids to the battlefields and all these places instead of just reading about it in the books. Right. And frankly, it's kind of spoil spoils you because you get all that time with it your does. kids. Yeah. I mean, yep. to actually get to not have to drop them off in the morning and not, you know, right. somebody right. else gets to see them even more than you do. So we we're we're spoiled. We're biased. All that good stuff. And I think you're right. We need to say to people, look, this is not about hey, you were wrong for doing it the way you did it before, or even if you continue to do it the way, it's say, hey, look, there are other ways, and there's some really cool benefits. It's not like it used to be. I was homeschooled part of my education as a kid. I did it all, private school, public school, uh, homeschooling, and you didn't answer the door when I was homeschooling. I mean, it was illegal in a lot of places, right? You were scared to do it. It's not like that anymore. I mean, you got co-ops and associations and sports, and uh, there's just so many uh, you know, cool things about homeschooling now that, that it didn't used to be. We're no longer kind of the, the awkward, weird group you know, that yeah. didn't want to be around anybody else. Well, sometimes we don't want to be around anybody else. But, no, I mean, it's a, it's a totally different <laughs> ballgame. And I just, I'm so glad you said what you said. So everybody's listening, you know, just deep breath, wipe that, that guilt off your shoulder or whatever if you thought that that's what we were trying to say to you because we're not. We're not at that's all. Right. We just want to equip each other, sharpen each other's countenance. You've got ideas that will make us better parents. We just share what we learned. Lord knows we screwed up more than we did right. And only by the <laughs> grace of God, you know, are we blessed to, you know, still have great relationships with our kids and our grandkids live right next door, which is the coolest thing wow. on the planet. Wow. Anyway, yeah. now, sorry now I went that's on. Awesome. <laughs> no, it's, it's really good. Kara, I don't know if you want to just jump in and talk just uh, from the mom's perspective here, because as, as both of our husbands admitted, they're the principal. I mean, they pop in, <laughs> they, they pop in and out of the classroom sometimes when there's a problem, sometimes to teach a special course. But generally or just speaking, to have fun. They yeah. just pop in to be the fun part. You know, just can, say, hey, yeah. let's go have fun, kids. Drop your books. Let's go outside and hang out. Like, Never happened, no. Uh, you, know what my kids, you know what my kids sometimes call Will, or our kids sometimes call Will when he comes to sit at the table and he, you know, tries to get involved? They're like, new kid. <laughs> like, Look at the new kid trying to answer exactly. questions. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, but Kara, talk no about it from the mom's No new kid has a beard that good. That, 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 <laughs> I mean, I'm sitting, I'm just beard envy right now. Just this guy has got the Listen. best beard. Look at this guy. I'm over I here with this wanna, wannabe scratch on my face, and you got like oh, this man. man beard. I mean, Listen. I'm impressed, bro. I'm sorry. Okay, I keep I distracting you. I don't know what to you. do. I'm gonna have to get a. I'm gonna have to get a social media account for his beard. More people <laughs> Come on, man. on his beard than I can imagine. I don't oh understand. Oh my gosh, that's great. That's great. I really don't understand. Okay. Um, 
he does marinate it at night. Like if there's a. <laughs> All right now. I'm kidding. That's not true. That's, That's not information. Huh? Come on, man. There's, there's no marinade. He's I'm blushing. sorry. Oh gosh. Oh. I'm so sorry. No, Kara. From the mom's perspective, it's hard work, but yeah. it is rewarding. Absolutely. When we had our first son, Trey, um, we never really like decided immediately when we had kids that we were going to homeschool. It kind of evolved. And when he was five and it was time for him to go to school, um, you know, everybody assumed he was going to be put in one of the public schools in our in our local area. But we just kind of had a different vision from the beginning. And I remember telling Rick, like, I'm not ready to give him up for eight hours a day. Mm -hmm. You know, he is too young to be away from us for that long and for somebody else to be influencing him, you know, throughout the day longer than we would at that point. And so we decided at that point that we were going to do things differently um, we knew we wanted to have um, our kids involved in, in everything that we did politically and speaking and traveling. And so this just fit for us. Mm. And like Rick said, it wasn't like we were saying everybody has to homeschool. We said this is what works for us. And we had a yeah. vision for our family. And we knew this was the best vehicle to keep us together. Yeah. Amen. You know, I'm so glad that we're having this conversation the way we're having it, because I think unbeknownst to ourselves, many in the homeschooling community have been almost like a deterrent, like because of the way it's been discussed. I know that before we decided to homeschool, um, our encounter with other homeschoolers yeah, actually yeah. was not good. I mean, yeah. you know, the, the feeling was if you don't homeschool your kids, you have yep. just signed their ticket to hell. Yep. Yeah. And that's very off-putting. Like when people right. hear that, you're like, well, hold on a second. You don't love your kid any more than I do. And yeah. that was typically you know? coming from a family that not a single kid in the family smiled ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, they're like yeah. the worst that is, advertisement for homeschooling ever. True. Zero joy. <laughs> You know, oh. and you're yeah. just going, you want me to do that? I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like prison. <laughs> Man. Oh, my goodness. So anyway, so listen, here's the thing, though. The, the reason I talk about this more than I ever have is because I think that we live in a very subversive culture. Mm -hmm. And and the reason I think that more parents need to prayerfully consider doing something different is because we even see the infiltration of things like critical race theory into yes. our schools. And we already the sexual deviancy conversation, I mean, yeah. the, it's already there. The, the teaching on that is already there. And so now there are just more ideologies that are infiltrating our schools that are turning our kids against us. And what's worse, turning our kids against the cross. Yeah. And so I think more than we ever have, we need to consider it. I know we have to go to break. Unless you guys have anything pressing, can we please come back and talk about sure. Patriot Academy? Sure. Okay. All right. This is what happens when you just have too much in common. I'm sorry, guys. All right. Erin the Addison's American Family Radio will grab the break and we'll come right back with Rick and Kara Green and we'll, we're going to talk about Patriot Academy. So you stay right there.
Welcome back to the Friday edition of Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. We appreciate you allowing us to spend this hour with you. Thank you for that. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Nicole C. Mullins when having calls. And our new best friends, Rick and Kara Green, are in studio. <laughs> I love it. We're going out to eat this weekend. Just kidding. <laughs> exactly. Everybody knows I don't have time for that. Um, <laughs> we're talking about the Patriot Academy. Um, look, we have a great need that our kids are equipped, that they know um, the history of this country. They know how it was founded, um, that they are not living by lies. Uh, yeah. So to that end, you guys founded this academy. Let's talk about sort of the things that portended that. Like, why, why, where did you see the greatest need? You know, for us, it started when we were serving in the legislature and out of frustration, just seeing there were so few people in the political realm that were voting out of conviction. And, and instead of just, you know, finger to the wind, whatever was popular or wherever the mm-hmm. donations were coming from, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to see more people in the political realm like that. That was kind of how it started. And now it has become very much in response to what you were just talking about before the break. And that is there's so much of this social, you know, cultural Marxism mm-hmm. being taught to kids in our country. Right. And they're not getting the truth of what actually works and what doesn't work, what makes a good society and, and what harms society. And there are great principles that produce the American success story. Mm-hmm. And then there are principles that if you put them in place, you get Venezuela and you get, you know, yeah. the destruction of society. Right. Mm-hmm. And so now teaching kids that difference has become really the main purpose of Patriot Academy to counter that, that cultural Marxism that's out there. So we definitely, you know, still train them on leadership skills and how do you make a difference? How do you become effective? No matter what you're going to go into, you don't have to go into politics, you go into any area of the culture, but we want them to be biblical citizens where they actually apply mm. biblical worldview to their job, their role, their duty, not just mm. their rights, but their duty as a citizen so that they accept that responsibility. And uh, they're usually, our, our target range is 16 to 25. Um, I'm okay. definitely, after this just 15 minutes, I'm adding the Addison exception. Because <laughs> um, I just found out you have a 14-year-old, so any Addison <laughs> child can come at any time. Oh, uh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we'll keep the seven-month-old, though. (laughs) We'd just be taking advantage at that point. Um, I want to go back to what you just said, because basically, without using sort of like the catchphrase, what you're talking about is biblical worldview. So often people think that biblical worldview is that, oh, I believe the Bible is true, or I believe the Bible is good. But to have a biblical worldview is to live by the principles of the Bible, where the Bible is prescriptive, we take it and we live it out. And I think so often we have gaps, and so then we don't see um, the Bible lived out and whatever our kids' callings will be, or even our own callings, it seems that there's sort of like um, a divide. This is what I do on Sunday, and then the rest of the week is mine. Well, you nailed it. I mean, that's that's the underlying problem, whether it's business, whether it's politics, whether it's even our family life, is separating biblical principles from actual application in life and you know Bar- you probably talked about george barnes you know surveys and six percent just six not sixty six percent only six percent of christians have a biblical worldview <laughs> i mean that is that is a dangerous dangerous yeah. place to be and our view is look the bible is the instruction manual on life i mean mm-hmm. the creator the maker gave us this amazing owner's manual mm-hmm. and if we actually apply it we get great results yeah and 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 you know of course we're very much on the pol- talk about the political side but You know, people wouldn't normally drive away from church saying, well, you know, great message on uh, the family, but I can't apply that when I get home because there's a separation of church and family. Nobody does that. You don't you don't hear a message on on (laughs) being a good employee or a good employee, work, work ethic, all that kind of stuff. And then go home and go, well, I wish I could use that tomorrow at work. But, you know, separation of 
work at home. Why do we do that with separation of church and state? The yeah. Bible wow. applies to every area of our life, Amen. including our citizenship. You know, I have a question, though, just about the Patriot Academy. Uh, the word patriot today could be considered a bad word to right. a lot of people. Right. You have to give a trigger warning. I know. Yeah. So do you ever like get uh, students that may come that may challenge some oh, yeah. things that you guys are trying to teach? And how do you how do you deal with that? Definitely. Definitely. I mean, we're very we even start the week off saying, listen, we're going to throw a lot of things up against the wall here. What we want you to do is do critical thinking. You yeah. you mm, talk about good. this and decide is what the, uh, is what we're talking about here right or wrong. Does this work or not work? Mm. And that's why the legislative part of it is so cool, because they bring their own bills and they're debating that and making arguments for it, but they have to defend it. Mm-hmm. And so it allows you to use that that uh, deliberative process of you know sitting across the table from people and talking it through to figure wow. out, wait a minute, I got a hole in my own idea here. You're yeah. making me sharper. Mm-hmm. You're actually improving. It's an iron sharpening iron thing. But wow. you're so right about the Patriot term. It's funny, 20 years ago, <laughs> I was sitting at the ranch with David Barton, and we had just started Patriot Academy, and he and Cheryl helped us start it. And he said then, he said, you know, you might not ought to name it Patriot Academy because – a lot of people think that's like some weird militia or whatever. And, and you know, it's totally different from now. Yeah. Patriot, you know, they've tried to really make Patriot a bad term. And uh, and I oh, said, man, man, David, I'm not going to let them steal this one. They stole the rainbow. They stole all this other stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'm not At some point, you got to say no. <laughs> gotta say enough. got to say enough. It's like Ken Hutcherson. He was a, a pastor oh, up in Washington State. You remember I, Ken, I football him. player? Yes. Just a great pastor. I, used, I spoke oh. at his church. He had a press conference with another pastor one time and said, he said, We're go- we want everybody to know that that uh, we are the gayest men we know. We're the happiest, <laughs> most joyful. I mean, you know, and he, and he was, it was so good because he said, I'm not going to let them steal the rainbow. That's still God's. Oh, I'm not going to let them steal the word God. gay. That means joyful and happy. And anyway, that's kind of how I feel about Patriot. I'm like, I'm not going to let it go. And it's kind of in the last couple of years, and, and we even teach them at the beginning of the course. We, we take the old Webster's 1828 dictionary, and I show them the definition of Patriot and all those things. And say, look, this means that you love your country. This means that you love the principles of your country and that you're willing to fight for those principles. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, it really uh, it's funny that you mentioned that, though, because, you know, obviously since January 6th and oh. all the you know, mislabeling <laughs> of people, yeah. it's become uh, an even more important mm-hmm. you know, issue to define those terms. Yeah. Yeah. I want to wow. pull back when when we talk about um, sort of the goals and the objectives of the Patriot Academy, I want you guys to. Paint a picture for parents who are listening, because I, I really do think that there is this perspective that we have that there's time for us to shape our kids, right? That we just need to let them kind of just grow and let them just be and that that there's no information currently being written on their hearts or on their minds. Like we we think that they just kind of remain these neutral people. But really, in reality, it isn't true. And I think parents are wrongly assuming that they have this time. But I want you to paint a picture of what a society or what a culture looks like, our culture, what it looks like when we have kids who are equipped and properly educated. Wow, that's so good. Uh, you know, look, right now they are in a vacuum. It's almost like the left has the entire narrative with almost no response. Uh, they make these arguments for all of the things that tear down God's kingdom and tear down the biblical way of doing things. And you just, it's almost like silence. And, and the young people um, haven't been able to, to articulate a response to even their friends when those things mm-hmm. come up because we haven't trained them to do so. So that's a big right. part of what we're doing is just equipping them First on how to how to seek truth. How do you actually study these things and yeah. look for what works, what doesn't work? But then when you find that truth, then how do you fight for it effectively? How do you persuade effectively? We teach them speaking skills, media skills, mm. persuasion skills. So wow. that they're, it's kind of like the tip of the spear. I mean, I always tell people we can't train all the young people, but if mm-hmm. we can train the tip of the spear, the leaders of the next generation, mm. 
um, if I don't offend my military friends out there, the Navy SEALs of thought. I mean, literally the, the first yeah. ones in, right? If we can train that, wow. they can win over the next generation. And we've been doing it 20 years, and now we're seeing that. I mean, we have leaders that graduated from Patriot Academy now that are in state legislatures across the country. One of our graduates this week is is fighting for the complete end of abortion in South Carolina. He's a mm. state rep there that has that bill. He's the author of the bill. So um, that's a really long way to, to get get no, to it's the, great. the difference is that it's, it's raising up people that are equipped to lead effectively and courageously, to stand, wow. not be cowering, uh, stand boldly, be bold as lions, but do it effectively. You know, too often in the Christian side, you know, conservative world, we, we, we shout and we think that's going to win people over. Right. And it's not. Mm-hmm. You've got, we have to learn how to persuade and articulate. And that's a big part of what we train these kids on. You know, I think there was a time when, you know, when you talk about the fronts that we're fighting on, I, I think that there was a time when those fronts were sort of like, um, I don't know, they were compact. Like, so it was just this one specific area and you had to pay attention, like maybe say, for example, schooling. Um, you pay attention to what your kid is learning in school because that's where the battlefield is. So you ask the questions after school, how was your day and wh- what did you learn or something like that? But now those fronts are, I mean, they're everywhere. It has expanded. The fight has expanded. It's even if you are educating your kid at home or if you have your kid in a private school, yep. there are just some things that you can no longer assume about what they've been exposed to because our homes have been infiltrated. How does Patriot Academy sort of deal with all of those different fronts? It's, it's no longer just um, education or what a kid might think about the Constitution. It's, it's almost that their worldview has shifted. Yeah, as you were describing that, I was thinking about, you know, as a kid going to Chuck E. Cheese, you remember the whack-a-mole game? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what yes. it feels like right now. Yeah. The, the left is coming at us from uh, every angle. You know, That's it's, right. It's attacks at church. It's attacks at school. It's attacks at – Yes. It's, it's, it's everywhere. Um, you know, I, I would say probably one of the most important things we do is we really challenge them to realize, even if they're 16, um, you know, that the decisions you're making now are not just going to impact your life. They really will have an impact on the future of freedom in our country, and you don't mm-hmm. have the luxury – to just play around, even in this, what's supposed to be fun time, right? Go off to college and just have fun for four years. And, and I always tell them, I said, you don't have the luxury. We need warriors for our faith right now. And that means you stepping up like a King David at a young age and saying, I'm willing to go on the front lines. So every decision you make, from what you post on social media, to where you decide to go to school, uh, to who you marry, to all of those things, mm-hmm. those are going to impact, potentially, the future of our nation. And, and it sounds like a real burden. It's like, wow, Rick, thanks for all the pressure on a 16-year-old. Um, and, I, and I always tell them that. I say, hey, you, listen, the fate of the free world depends on you. No pressure or anything, but it really does. And, and that's, that's the place that God's pla- places. I'm actually glad not to live, as Re- Ronald Reagan said, in pale and timid times, but to mm. live at a time where what we do will make a huge difference. And God's, I think, I think he's, he's thrown down the gauntlet, basically, and, and said he's looking for uh, a leaders. He's looking for those people that will answer the call. So be Joshua's. Be the ones, you know, uh, be not afraid. Be not dismayed. Mm-hmm. Uh, be strong and of a good courage. That's, that's, the, that's the students that, uh, that, that we're turning out of Patriot Academy. I will say, too, and the ones that we've seen that have come through Patriot Academy that have, had, uh, that have been some of the best have had mm-hmm. a really strong family oh, yeah. who has instilled that stuff in them before they came to us. So we're, mm-hmm. we can't, you know, take credit for everything that these sure kids we can why not in, no, no, I mean, no, we, no. they do have some great parents that have instilled this stuff in them from the time they were young and there's definitely a difference we can tell or somebody in their life yeah. has come along and really um and taught them and really you know help them see uh, the difference in the two types of philosophies and 
And so we can tell the difference when somebody has really impacted their life that and we way. Ch- and we challenge them to get what I, what I always tell them, you got to have a group of wise old men. you got to mm-hmm. have some mentors mm, in your good. life that you're willing to listen to that will hold you accountable, that have life experience, you know, that you haven't had. And uh, so it's, it's all about setting them up to be effective at whatever they go do. And a lot of them, they go into business. Some of them go into the pulpit. Some mm-hmm. go into education, some go into construction, some go into, you know, the trades, mm-hmm. I mean, whatever they're going to, to say, listen, wherever you go, it's Colossians 3.23, everything you do, you do the best that you can, as unto God, not unto men. Amen. Constantly learning, constantly getting better. Man, you know, and it's amazing because, like, there used to be a lot of, um, I think, heavy lifting as far as equipping our kids, and, and it still is really, really heavy lifting. But you could you could reshape a kid um, by just telling them, I disagree with you. You know what I mean? Like you, you know, because today in our culture, like you cannot disagree with someone. So we've created a yeah. lot of very well, you don't love soft. Your kids? It- you don't love your kids. You don't, you don't just always tell them they're right all the time. You must not love your kids. Exactly no. Please right. people, you got to know we're being sarcastic here. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, oh, uh, you know, just, just to tell your kid, no, I yeah. think is creating, you know, what did you call them? The Navy seals of thought, like to tell them, no, you can't do that. Um, but let's talk nuts and bolts before yeah. we get to the end of this segment here. Um, a parent who is listening right now and they are wondering a couple of things. One, is my kid a candidate for this? Like, you know, how do I know that? And then two, what's the level of involvement? Like, wh- what do I have to do to even begin exploring this? Well, first, if your kid, your kid does not have to have a passion for politics or any of those things, but if they just want to know, what can I do to make a difference? How could God use me? If they're looking for you know, already at 16 or 17, starting to try to find their purpose. What's the desire that God's put in their heart? It's just a great environment to be around a lot of other young people that are on that same kind of journey, figuring out how is God going to end up using me? It doesn't mean they have to find that answer at 17 and all mm-hmm. that good stuff, but it really helps to get them on that on that path. So if they're just looking to be around some other young people that love the Lord, uh, that are passionate, that are looking for purpose and all those things, that in and of itself, I don't want to make it sound like a youth camp because it's not a camp, uh, mm-hmm. But it but it does have some of that social atmosphere that really does make them want to serve the Lord more and, and go home going, wow, I'm not alone. There are other people like me out there. Um, and, and then in terms of the process itself, and, and, and by the way, a lot of our kids that come are not, they don't like getting up and speaking or getting up in front of a group. You know, some of them are you know, speech and debate champions and others, man, they come Oof. and they don't talk at all in front of the group. The first year they come, then the second year maybe a little bit, the third yeah. year they're mm-hmm. running the show. I mean, it's great to see that progression in them. <laughs> Uh, but the process itself is pretty easy. You go to patriotacademy.com. There's an online application. They just have to write a few essays. We just want to make sure they have at least some foundation. They believe in God. They've got some mm-hmm. biblical foundation. Um, and then um, they can pick which one they want to go to. We have we usually have seven, but because of COVID, we're restricted in a lot of states. So we, we have a couple of them that are going to be in state capitals this summer. Normally all seven are. Um, and then we have one that's going to be out in, in Nevada but uh, um, it's it's about 500 bucks, depending on which one you go to, and that's thanks to AFA and other partners that that donate and and, and mm-hmm. make it possible for us to do it that cheap, and that covers their hotel meals, um, materials, everything. Wow. Um, now this is not a question for me, okay? I just want to say this is a question for the other <clears throat> hover moms out there who are listening. <laughs> Um, yeah. Do you ever have families kind of go along with the kid, like maybe stay back, but just are like out in the state? <laughs> <clears throat> where they are like not you know <laughs> not to like just be you know clingy but we, just do you ever have any of that they, we let them get within 30 miles no i'm kidding we, <laughs> we actually have it one at our national program we have an adult track 
and there and, and a lot of families come together on that and the adults go on and the, it was for that reason right. because <laughs> i couldn't i was thinking how are parents sending their 16 year olds to us they don't even know us who does that <laughs> i don't do that why are they going to do that so we did create a track for parents to come on and they can view some of the stuff that their their students doing and they get to go through the workshop yeah you can even come on that one and testify in committee and try to kill your kids bill it's kind of fun Oh, yeah. hey. You know, you were talking look. about making them tough, telling them no. Well, man, no. If, if you if you destroy their bill for them, <laughs> that'll make them tough. Now we have a game. PatriotAcademy.com, everybody. PatriotAcademy.com. Thanks so much to our guests, Rick and Kara Green. This is Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll be right back. My God is a big guy. He's a great guy. Welcome back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. It's the Friday edition. It's our gumbo show. Everything goes into the pot, which means we are going to open the phone lines up. I'll give the number so that we can start getting some calls queued up. This is um, the opportunity that we get to talk to you about anything that we've discussed this week. Um, we started the week asking um, the question, where is Leviathan? I want to say that that was the first thing. I should have had this all in front of me, but I didn't. Um, That's okay. Anyways, then we talked about critical race theory in infiltrating schools yeah or is I that believe so. was that under the topic of where's leviathan yeah it might have been look the but, people who would call in <laughs> know what we talked about people, on on people on wednesday like, i talked about the, the pulling effect of uh <clears throat> the testing effect of the world yes yeah so yeah and then and then yesterday we mm -hmm. were talking about spiritual warfare yes um the fact that yeah that's what we're engaged in. We're engaged in spiritual warfare. All right. Here's the number. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. If you had questions or comments um, and you wanted to talk to us about anything that you heard on the show this week, you can do that by calling 888-589-8840. Um, Will, while we're getting our calls yes. queued up, let me just say, um, I agree with you. I was thinking about JD as we were talking to Rick and his wife, Kara, mm -hmm. and I was thinking, man, this might be something that would really interest him. Now he's only 11. Right. So, I mean, we've got, you know, he's, we got some time. We could probably squeak him in maybe 15. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Hey, um, Hey, I'll tell you what they told me during the break. And so, um, I'll tell you later. Oh, okay then. <laughs> I was, I, I was, because we do everything else on air. I well, learned everything. Else. No, I'm kidding. Don't, don't, don't well, you know, don't let me. No. Mm -mm. Um, but anyway, I thought you were about to say something, so I was kind of waiting. But no, this is so cool. Listen, we are. I, I think we're in a time where we've got to do everything that we can. Yeah. And and you know, I know when people hear this, it it sounds like, ah, oh, come on, can we just live? And, and I think, unfortunately, that that's what a lot of people who are the enemies of God are hoping that we will feel. Mm -hmm. Like, ah, it's just too much. It just takes too much. Um, we we got to put in the work. Yeah. We have to put in the work for the glory of God. And as the Lord leads us, we must do the things that he's called us to do. If the Lord is calling you to do something different in the way that you're educating your kid, pray about that. Yeah. Do what it is that the Lord yeah. is calling you to do. Don't let anyone guilt you. Don't let anyone bully you. 
You know, I, I look, I say, I say this, you know, all right. Um, homeschooling is not salvific. That's right. I want people to understand that. I want people to understand that. So when we are talking about this, we are talking about what the conviction of our heart has been for what we believe God is calling us to do with our children. Mm -hmm. As we look at what is happening in the culture and we see the ramped up attack on the family, what we are saying is, Hey guys, you have other options. Mm -hmm. You have other options. You don't have to just hope that your kid makes it out. Right. You, you understand what I'm yeah. saying? And, and and let me also say how encouraged I've been to hear from our listeners that there are many of you who are already making decisions and you are so grateful that you've made those decisions. Amen. So Amen. anyway. All right. Well, the great. Where do we go first? All right. Let's go to Pastor Norman in West Point. Hey, Pastor Norman. What? Hey, man. How y'all doing? Hey. God long, bless long you. Long time no here. <laughs> yes. Hey, been a lot of bad news since I talked to you. <laughs> like, like what? Well, like uh, police killings and folks killing each other. And yeah, yeah. People, people not understanding one another, not yeah. listening to one another. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Spiritual pastor Norman. Yeah, I just wanted to say I, I've been listening. You know, I listen to everybody, and I, I listen to a lot of. You know, right wing, I listen to a lot of left side, all of that. But the truth is, a lot of people uh, think they're right. Uh, and because they think they're right, uh, you know, we sometimes we don't listen to them. And so you, you'll, you'll never get your answers or you'll never get your point across. Mm-hmm. So I, I've been watching this thing with the... Uh, especially the George Floyd, uh, and it was a murder, no mm-hmm. question about it. It was a murder. Most uh, police action uh, is not that blatant. Most of the police actions are legitimate. But when you have bad police action, mm-hmm. and then the police department try to cover it up and playing out before the world. You have three policemen standing there watching this man squeeze the life out of a man. And they don't say anything, don't move to help, don't do anything. It paints a picture that is not necessarily true about the police. Now, you know, know he got convicted, right? You know, he, He's he's, yeah, he's guilty. Yeah. I, I know he got I know he got convicted, but a lot of folk on the right didn't like it. They didn't like it. Okay. Even though they saw it. No, you, but they didn't. And I, and listen, I, you're you're saying, right. You're right. Go ahead. I, I, I'm just saying people need to be honest with themselves. You know what I always say to folks who want to argue about something like that? Might want to catch the phone. Hey, hey, you can have your you can have your opinion. Mm-hmm. But you got to know that God saw it. God yeah. saw yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, right. now I would I would just say one thing because from the the video footage that I saw and and man, I don't remember where I read this though. I think that at least one of the officers on scene actually did try to intervene and actually did say to um to Chauvin that maybe hey, do you think you maybe need to like get, you know, and I think he was just kind of sh- shoot away. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know where I I read that or did I see I can't remember. 
But I don't think it's accurate to say nobody did anything. But, you know, um, but my thing is that yeah. he was convicted and, and found yeah. guilty. Yeah. And so I, I believe that justice was, I mean, what else do we, we look for? But I understand what Pastor Norman is saying. There are people that have opinions that are saying that, you know, um, that was wrong. Well, yeah. people have opinions on both sides. But what, what happened was the jury, they listened to, you know, the witnesses and all of that, and they found them guilty. So I think you got to respect that. That's, yeah. That's why yeah. I land on this. So. Man, I just I, I really here is here is my my problem with this conversation. And, and I, I, I'm open to hearing what you think about yeah. this too, will the great like I just I want people to have the same outrage mm-hmm. over things that don't have the current narrative yes. composition. I agree. You know, so so if you have and and, and I started talking about this years ago, I wrote an article about this because I observed it. You know, it's like people telling you the only things that you can be outraged about. Now, look, Pastor Norman is right. There are some people there are conservatives who who cannot see. Hey, you know what? That was excessive. Cannot see it, cannot see that that was excessive. I can disagree with those people. I can still love those people. Mm -hmm. But I think where there's an inconsistency or where where there's a problem is that if you have, just for the sake of this conversation, if you have a white person Mm -hmm. with police officers having their knee on on this person's back or on this person's neck, um, it's not going to be the same conversation that we're having today. No, it's not. No. And so that's that's the problem that I have in this, that I don't like people telling me what I should feel. Yeah, I want to be able to feel what I feel. You understand what I'm saying? For example, the uh, the police officer in in Columbus. Yeah. Um, and the 16 year old girl wielding the knife. Yeah. You know, I don't want people to tell me that I cannot be like, wait, the police officer was protecting the potential victim right. of the girl right. with the knife. Like, <laughs> right. don't tell me that what I immediately need to feel is that because the girl is black and the police officer is white, this is a quote unquote racially motivated um, shooting. Mm-hmm. And I need to I need to detach my mind from the fact that she had a knife. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just don't like that. And right. I think that we do that far too often in yeah. all directions. Yeah, we, we are not oh, yeah. thinking independently. And we don't feel comfortable to communicate that because we are used to kind of mobs. Even if you are in a good mob, you like your mob, you can keep it. We're used <laughs> right. to thinking in right. mob terms where yeah. we need a bunch of True. people to agree with us. And this is why I keep saying get comfortable being disliked because as a Christian, you exist in attention. Yeah. Right. You are not going to be 100 percent well received by anybody. Right. I mean, culturally speaking. Right. And so I think we need to be able to say, hey, look, that was wrong. Right. But, you know, I, I don't I don't man, I mourn. I, I feel horribly that, that you have a 16-year-old girl who woke up one morning and didn't know that that was her last day, yeah. right? And, and I think, man, did she know Jesus? Mm. You know, I think about the family and the, and the potential, not the potential, but the likely breakdown mm. that is a part of, was a part of her story. Yeah. And, but we live in a culture where there are people who don't want you to think of any of that. They want you to go to their preset narrative. Right. Well, I'm frankly just sick and tired of being told what I need to think and care about. Yeah, that's what. And so I want to be able to say I'm going to care about what I want to care about. <laughs> so why why can't I care that the 16 year old was in foster care? So you're gonna t- I can't care about what her family life was like. Mm. I can't care about what led to this attack. Well, you know, look, don't tell me what I can care about. 
Yeah. Don't tell me that I got to care white cop, black victim. Don't right. tell me that. Right. I'm sick of that. If if what I care about includes that, then so be it. But don't tell me I got to only care about that. Right. You don't control me. And when I say you, I mean the media. Yeah. I mean I mean the current cultural climate. It's controlling people left and right. And even conservatives don't realize it because you immediately take the bait and go into that conversation. Immediately. You can't you can't go anywhere else because the culture pulls on you and says, hey, this alone can you care about? Well, I'm sick of that. This is what is called independent thinking. It's independent or, or you know, independence, even from your preferred mob. Mm. You like this group of people so that you don't care if they control you. It's control. Nonetheless, I'm over it. I'm over it. Will the great. Where do we go next? All right. Let's go to Robert in Alabama. Hi, Robert. <laughs> I was too busy saying amen. <laughs> oh, <God laughs> you. Um, you know, the, the thing I guess, though, is, uh, you know, people say conservative. I consider myself conservative. I don't see conservatives telling me what to think. I do see liberals telling me what to think. Hmm. I don't see conservatives, uh, I, you know, like the, the previous call said, there, I don't. It, it really wasn't conservative versus liberal, but that's how they wanted to be, break out because the liberals were all he was instantly guilty, obviously guilty regardless of the evidence. And many conservatives I knew was like, well, let's wait and see the evidence. But it's it, I, it's interesting that no one was afraid of conservatives rioting in the streets. Mm. If, if, because we because a lot of you know a lot of say wait for the evidence. We said wait for the evidence. No one was afraid of conservatives rioting in the streets if the cops pronounced guilty. There was no fear of that whatsoever. Come on. Plenty of fear of liberals had the cop pronounced innocent. And, hey, like you, you, like you just said, man, that's part of the system. The mm-hmm. system can say, hey, you, you have your day in court. We found him innocent. Let the system work. Conservatives are, let's let the system work. It's sometimes the system goes away. I think sometimes it doesn't. I'm not going to ride in the street. I'm not going to go tear down any city. But it's not the case with the liberals. It, you know, it, they're not. It's not the same right now. The liberal, too much of the liberal culture, is my rule and my mentality, and Come telling on. people what to think. I'm not seeing that in conservative cultures. You know, hey, we have differences of opinion. It's fine. If you if it doesn't go the way I think, okay, the system is what it is. I'm gonna let the system work. That's not seem that seem to be the case with uh, liberals right now. Man, and again, Robert- that cop and LeBron James was. Totally oh. irresponsible with his Come with what he yeah, put he out was. there. You man, had that was reckless. Innocent, I mean, guilty without. I mean, you didn't even know the facts. Come on, man. The facts came out. You didn't know that. Right, Come on, right. man. I look that that Thank that you, was Robert. a level of ignorance displayed that yeah. there is no there is no press organization. There's no PR company that could get him out of that. Mm. It's it's only got to be that we have the kind of culture that protects that ignorance. Yeah. That's what we we exist in a culture that protects that ignorance. I'll hang back on my comments here. I want to try to squeeze in one more call. Will the Great, where do we go? Let's go to Todd in Louisiana. Hi, Todd. Hey, Nikki and Alex. What's going on? Nikki and who? <laughs> Alex? <laughs> I mean, Will. You're, you're already at Wrong 3 show. o'clock. <laughs> you're, you're already on yeah. Exploring the Word. Go ahead. Yeah, I, always, I call him as well. Okay. Yeah, we're doing great work. That's what I'm going to say. God bless and look, you. Um, yeah, I, I listen to you all the time. Hard to get in because you have a lot of calls. But how did we get here? This is what I want to say. How did we get here as a society? Well, the reason how we got here is because we've been taught in every generation to hate one another. 
Mm. We have never overcome that. And until we overcome the hate between white and black, it's never going to change. And I'm going to hang up and listen to you. Man, God bless you, Todd. Thank I mean, you, Todd. look, you're you're making you're making a, a, an accurate observation there. We these these are things that we learn. These are things that get passed down to us. But can I say that they go back a little bit further than sort of like just in every generation? It's in our DNA. Mm. Sin is in our DNA. That's that's why we needed the God Man to be the perfect propitiation for us to stand in our place, right? So that we could be given a new nature where sin is not ruling and reigning in our bodies. The ultimate answer to all that is ailing us in our culture is the gospel. It is so true. And there is no other way to get around that until we start preaching the gospel and making Jesus Christ preeminent. We'll continue to have this in our culture. All right. We're out of time until Monday. Lord willing. God bless.